Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running the sales academy, digital skills boot camps, and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk. You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast. We are back for the new season, bringing you all the news and reaction to all the stories across Berkshire's non-league scene. Uh, I am your host, Rob Davis, and I am joined as ever by Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysurst. Hello, hello. Hello, guys. It's good to be back. How have your summers been? How have your summers been? <laughs> Already tripping over my words. Good. <laughs> Interesting. Clearly not match ready just yet. Well, you know, this, yeah. we haven't. This is our last preseason friendly before uh, yeah. before the big kickoff, Rob. So um, you've got you've sweets. got time. You've got exactly. time. <laughs> is this the final selection the boss is going to go with? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you said your pre uh, your summer was interesting, Tom, and you're sat in a pub at the moment. So uh, yes, um, is that uh, good? Interesting, I presume. Well, I mean, in some respects, yes, but in other respects, uh, I am unemployed. So, um, cheers. <laughs> Keep it light. We're trying to build some uh, positivity oh, for the new season. But yeah. Oh, I'm having it's a drink. I'm, very, I'm, I'm having a beer. I'm very happy. Good, good. How about yourself, Abby? What have you been up to? Um, just watching the impending doom that is my own football club. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, we're keeping it light. Exactly. You're burning him, yes, I presume, from the shirts you're wearing. <laughs> well, this is my little, little... Oh, wrong side, wrong side. This is my little nod to our... Our strange link that we seem to have with Hibs now, like half the squad <laughs> seems to be ex-Reading, but we have also just signed a Hibs player at Reading Women, so you know, I thought I'd whip out my Hibs shirt today. Um, so I, yeah. I have a Hibernian shirt myself as well, if I'd known you were wearing yours, I'd have worn mine. Oh, okay, we'll coordinate next time. Next please, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> so we can all sing Sunshine on Leith. For, to oh yes. <laughs> Um, well, you know, we started we started reasonably brightly. Uh, some <laughs> some light and shade there in the intro. Oh, how are you? Let's ask how you are. Yes, yeah. nice to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm doing all right, I guess. Yeah, good holiday so far. Um, or I say holiday. I've been at work the whole time, so uh, yeah, <laughs> good pre-season so far. Got to see quite a few of the Berkshire teams already, and yeah, I'm raring to go for the new season. So, oh, good positivity good. coming from me. Uh, <laughs> Well, as we mentioned, it's the start of a new season. Uh, we're all kicking off this weekend with games in the FA Cup, uh, the National League, the uh, Southern League and Isthmian Leagues as well. And, of course, down in the Combined Counties in Step 6 too. Um, so, in honour of the new season, we decided we'd look ahead and preview our Berkshire sides and what, they're going to, uh, what we think they're going to achieve. Um, we now have such an umbrella of uh, or such a number of clubs that are covered by the Berkshire 
football umbrella uh, up to maybe around 22, depending on how you count them, all the way down to step six. It would take us a little while to go through each one individually. So what we've done is we've decided to uh, list a few out. We're listing out the teams that we're excited by, teams we're slightly concerned by. We're going to give some wild predictions and we're going to pick out some dark horses as well. Um, and a few things we want to achieve. Uh, so... Uh, so we're going to go through that this afternoon. And if you don't get mentioned, tell us why you should be mentioned and you know, get in contact with the show. We're always happy to receive your recommendations. Oh, yes, I think that's that's really important, actually. Um, last The last year, the last season when we did this podcast, the level of interaction and stuff we got in was um, not particularly high. Uh, in fact, I, I don't recall very much uh, re- uh, sort of engagement whatsoever. We have yeah. lots of listens, but but people, I think because people just like to sit back, you know, put their feet up, listen to us, chat away, uh, and 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 we, you know, we we're not we're never going to say anything massively controversial, are we? We're not because you know we know all of these people, um, we know all the people involved in these football clubs, so so it makes it really really difficult. Um, and and I just you know we're not sort of critical people anyway are we I don't, I don't think um maybe maybe that's speak for myself I don't know but um I feel like I speak for both of you on in that respect you know we're not massively um massively critical as it goes so so that makes it and, and maybe that's why we don't but if you do have thoughts if you have things you'd like to say um then you know please please let us know on, on all the usual channels Twitter Facebook Instagram um email um threads we're on threads oh, yeah. um, LinkedIn um all of those things so yeah do please please let us know sorry rob i've taken over your job I, i'm sorry no you go for gold well something we <laughs> want to achieve is some is one of the categories we're going to be talking about today and i guess more interaction with our yes. football in berkshire fan base uh across the season is uh, something we want to achieve as as a three here in the pod but uh we're going to start with uh talking about teams we are most excited by so um we haven't actually conferred on any of these uh, categories yet, so we don't know if we're overlapping in any. And we have asked for um, on our WhatsApp group for a few um, for a few recommendations as well. So we'll be reading out some of those. But let's start with uh, Abby. Go on, I'll, I'll start with you. Which Berkshire side are you most uh, or are you excited by going into the twenty three twenty four season? I'm going to go for Barks County. Um, County. Yeah. <clears throat> so um I think obviously like we know they had such a fantastic season last year and they sort of narrowly missed out on doing probably quite as well as they should have done. So um yeah, I think they're gonna be one of our early ones to watch uh for, for promotion and potentially a, g- a good cup run as well. They've they've secured lots of key people from last season um in in the side and stuff like that but actually they've also made a few new really important signings as well um kind of no less than Jack Broom from Binfield and um George Gould from Windsor as well um so a, a really decent caliber of, of players um at the club so yeah and I think um Ellis and, and Lee are, are very ambitious people so um yeah, I think they're going to be really exciting to see after their their narrow <clears throat> semi-final uh, playoffs miss out last season. Mm. The thing I like about Barks County in general is that um, every se- well over the last three or four seasons, certainly since um, Ellis and Lee went there, they've improved every season. You know, coming up from the Thames Valley League, uh, a, a mid-table finish last year, and uh, for a lot of people, sorry, year before last, uh, for a lot of people that would have been. Um, 
uh, quite a good achievement. I think uh, Ellis and Lee, the people they are, were probably slightly slightly disappointed with that. But they followed that up with a second place finish uh, last season, um, and yeah, losing in the semi-finals of the playoffs to Langley there. Uh, so. Yeah, they probably would have been hoping to uh, to go one further than they have, but they'll probably come back again this year. And I can see them again stepping on. I think you're right. They're one of the teams in uh, Berkshire who should be excited about them, probably one of the early uh, promotion contenders across the county. Tom, do you want to add anything to Berks County? No, um, except I, I think um, I think Abby's not certainly not wrong there. I yeah. think uh, I think that's a really yeah that. that you know, that's it's a solid shout. Yeah, cracking. Kits well, well, the other thing I wanted to add, sorry, as well, is that obviously they've got a new home ground in the race yes. course at Ascot, so they're absolutely they're they've been a little. I mean, I think Ellis hates it, but they've been a bit nomadic, haven't they? Mm. <laughs> um, and so I think they've they're sort of. I, I think they kind they kind of began sort of in Ascot, kind of in the area. So Sunningdale, I think. Sunningdale, yeah. yeah. Yeah, near enough. So I think the fact that they're sort of back home sort of um is probably going to be beneficial to them as well they're they're good in terms of as well kind of off the pitch they're very engaging like they do a lot in terms of their pathway as well so actually i think the fact that they've got a bit more of a base in ascot and the facilities to match the kind of ambitions that they have is actually only beneficial to them mm -hmm. yeah and uh, we saw last season with step six in particular where the backlog of fixtures can uh, can really cause problems to side. You, you'd think that wouldn't happen at, um, at uh, yeah, the racecourse ground, uh, even though obviously they're ground sharing, but uh, the artificial pitch there, you think in most games would uh, be going ahead. Uh, and the other thing I like about Clarks County is the cracking two cracking kits they've got. I really like the, uh, <laughs> yes. the uh, sort of uh, burgundy, I guess it is, uh, home kit and the uh, white away kit. Both look pretty flash. So certainly contenders for... Berkshire's best-dressed sides uh, this mm -hmm. season, I'd say. Good indeed. Any more to add on Berks County before uh, Tom gives us his team to be excited by? Nope. 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 Well, good luck to them, of course. And then, Tom, who are you um, eyeing up now? I think that uh, I am most. I, I, this was a this was a toughie because I, there were two sides I was really thinking about, and I've so I've, I've snuck the other ones, the other team in as dark horses late on, and I feel like I want to see Abby twitch every time I say dark horses. <laughs> um, I am most excited. I think this season about Hungerford Town. Ooh, um, yes. I think Danny Robinson has had a very Danny Robinson summer. Um, I think he has recruited excellently. Um, Sean Moore has gone there. Every, we all know Sean Moore. That Sean Moore we know is an excellent step, step five, step four player. Um, it will be interesting to see how he adapts to step three. I, I suspect absolutely fine. Um, but they've also brought in a number of other players. They've kept hold of David Bramang, the striker from Crawley Town. Um, they, they've just. It looks to me like they've they they've they've recruited really really well, especially from from some of the lower leagues, some of the lower divisions around them. And, and I think that um, they've obviously had some change off the pitch, but they've kept hold of they kept hold of Danny Robinson as well, the manager. They had a really tough season at the end of last season. They showed they showed real signs of life at the end of last season. And and ultimately, I think was it was it am I real correct in remembering it was the final day of the season before they. Before there yeah. was it was it a couple of, was it maybe a game before I can't anyway that you know they 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 showed they got 50, 50 points or 40 points um, which was which was quite a, a, a 
big number of points for a team that got relegated from the National League South. I really, really think they will have, they're going to have a very good season. Um, if they are not at least in the playoffs, I will be very surprised. I would probably put them up there as as, as probably my favourites for for the for the division. I will caveat that we're saying that with saying aside from Bracknell Town, I know nothing about any of the other teams, so they could also <laughs> have very good summers. But I just the, the, the recruitment there. Um, it's a maybe I've said it's a very Danny Robinson summer, but actually maybe it's a very Alan Devonshire summer in mm. that they've recruited really well from around them, and um, I, I just I, I look forward to seeing how how they how they go. Um, I think that they will do very well next. It will be interesting to see them uh, how they get on in a division where. Um, they are not necessarily having to to defend and to to have a particular style of play. It will be, be interesting to see how they are able to go out and attack teams instead of sort of being slightly more defensive. I think that will be really really interesting to see how they they adapt to that. Um, I know that. Um, a lot of people around the National League, and you saw it in, in comments all the time on social media, that um, perhaps Hungerford were were not particularly uh, well appreciated for their style of play on the pitch. Certainly off the pitch, the, the welcome and the food and, and the whole thing that went together at Bullpit Lane was very much appreciated. But I'll be really interested to see how they adapt to life in the Southern League Premier Division. Um, I think they will do very well. Yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, Danny Robinson before at Thatcham uh, running successful sides um, like at the top end of the table. And we know, um, uh, I mean, Hungerford have been up there as well at the start of a couple uh, last se- uh, season before last. Um, or, no, it was one of the seasons that was cancelled during, co- during COVID. They were right up near the top. Um, and uh, yeah, with Thatcham there. Uh, I think you know he's got pedigree for um, uh, for running sides that uh, can be at the top of the table. Uh, I like Luke Carnell at the back. He's a good addition to uh, uh, brought in. I think he's going to bring in um, a lot of stability. And I also, uh, you mentioned their striking options there. Uh, also, they've got Conor McDonough up front as well, who's going to mm. add a little bit of um, uh, competition in places as well. I think he'd probably start ahead of some of these. So, you know, they've got striking options, lots of striking options, and they could well be very solid as well. Um, I think that's a good pick. Uh, they're currently not uh, one of the top favourites for that division. Um, there's actually uh, some bookie... Um, some bookies uh, offered odds on the division, and I think um, <laughs> Hungerford are, uh, are sort of middling in terms of um, what they're being offered. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with you. I've been quite excited about Hungerford Town, and um, I think you know, good, good option for a playoff contention. I'd say. The, the bookie stuff is nonsense, though, isn't it? It's oh, like of the, course. It's like yeah. the Vars. Um, yeah. It's because the, the people who are putting the money on know as much about the other teams as we do. It's, it's yeah. complete nonsense. Um, yeah. Sorry, Rob, you know that. I'm just saying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the no purposes of, uh, completely. of um, <laughs> betting is a mugs game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it's nice to have a Berkshire derby at step three as well, with obviously, yes. as we mentioned, Bracknell being in that division as well. Be interesting to see how the two sides get on. Um, so, yeah, two sides at step three. It's been a little while since we've had that. So, very good indeed. Abby, anything to add on Hungerford, or are we going to skip th- straight through to my pick? We'll skip to your pick, I think. Okay. Well, I've I've got I I knew I was going to go last. I've basically uh, decided that on all my picks, I'm going to go last uh, here. <laughs> so I, I I had like uh, four or five to pick, depending on who you guys picked. And, uh, Barks County and Hungerford were both on my list. Um, I'm going to go with I think Reading City. 
because mm. I think they're um, you know, yeah a few people have on our, our WhatsApp group. I think they're um, uh, very strong. I think they're building again another club that's um, sort of gone up standings over the last few years sort of been gone from mid table to sort of you know top seven or eight and then last season competing for promotion but ultimately perhaps falling away i think they've added well in the summer they've added a bit of depth to their squad which perhaps will help with you know uh the how they finished the season last year because they did tail off a little bit towards the end um and hopefully that means they could you know uh, Injuries won't be too much of a big thing. I remember seeing them against Flagwell Heath. They lost, uh, which was a, at that point was second against third, and they lost a couple of players to injury during that during the game there. And I think it really um, stunted their promotion challenge. Um, so they've got more depth, and they've also had a very good preseason, winning um, a lot of games and uh, against teams, uh, well, from lots of different steps and. Um, and winning one or two of them very well. So they look like they've got goals in the side. Um, they've retained um, some of the players from last season. And, uh, yeah, I think they they could well uh, be ones to look at again. And, of course, at step five this year, we don't have the playoff with step four. We have uh, a straight playoff in the, in the division this year. So one will go up automatically and four will go into the playoffs. So I'd be quite surprised if Reading aren't in contention for the for the playoffs there. Um I think, yeah, ones to watch. Abby, you were uh, Ascot were in that division, that, uh, so you probably had a better look at them. How how do you think they'll go? Yeah, I think yeah, you're not wrong at all. I think they they were up there having having played against them twice um, and gone kind of toe to toe in, in those games. They're two two really tight games, so actually I don't see why not. And as you say, they've added a few really decent signings. Um, I think adding uh, Jack Thompson Wheeler of, of Binfield's yeah. probably quite key for them actually in terms of a couple of times I think maybe they, they lost on fine margins really a couple of games where they potentially should have won so actually I think um, just stabilising that back line with someone of Jack's calibre is actually going to be really important for them. Yeah think uh yeah you're not wrong about that too. Tom you're nodding away there is there anything you want to add to that? No just, agree, just agreeing all along really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that might be quite a competitive division this year. I think we've also oh, got so, um, yes. Burnham in there, um, who have made some good signings. It's sort of, I guess, we're covering them a little bit now, Tom. Uh, they're under the, they're just about sneaking <laughs> under the uh, football in Berkshire umbrella, I guess. Uh, yeah, bring them in. Why not? Everyone's welcome. Uh, but yeah, Reading keeping Tyler De Cruz as well, who was. Uh, their top scorer last season. Um, I think he, he'll bring goals, and I think uh, they're they're well set for a, a promotion charge this season. Although I don't think it's quite clear cut, but I think you know they're well set. They look good. Uh, anyone else honourable mentions that we want to give to? I'd say perhaps... just just quickly talk about um, Paul Smithson. Uh, there's a slightly biased <laughs> here. Paul Smithson said Windsor and Eton, but I think that's just on the basis of a new club. Um, mm. Very excited about their league campaign. Um, Neil Graham says um, both Ascot men and women, which is which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, Dan Walkley's gone for Kimbury Rangers playing mm. uh, in the Wiltshire League as well. Um, so there's a couple of others in there. Shall I? Shall I do? I'll I'll do the what other people have said, Rob. Shall I? That, shall Why I do not? those just going forward? I'll just yeah. I'll sort of go through there. Um, Reading City, I think the most mentioned side. Um, but yeah, I mean Windsor and Eton. Um, there's a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Mark Cooper. If anybody wants to to listen and learn a little bit more about Windsor and Eton, yeah, 
So Windsor and East New Club, and I'd also add to the list uh, Newbury, who I think are uh, being well have come over from the Hellenic League with a view to going through the divisions. Mm. So they're going to be in the Thames Valley uh, Premier Division One. Um, yes. So step eight, so a little bit uh, further down, but I just think to add to Newbury, yes, going going through the leagues as you say. I just I watched a video about Faraday Road work being done on Faraday Road yesterday uh, from West Berkshire Council. Um, it was a thrilling minute and a half but it, it you know work has started which I, I'm I, to this day I remain surprised about because the last pictures I saw of it was a it was essentially a rubbish dump for, for, for stuff so um yeah uh, you know Newbury returning to Faraday Road getting some of the stuff back there getting some of the, the bits and pieces building that place up again be a huge bonus so fingers crossed there'll be Thames Valley Premier League Premier Division next season absolutely Okay, uh, that was the positive stuff the teams were excited by. We're now going to move to the teams we're slightly concerned about. Uh, it's not, as Tom said at the beginning, we're not necessarily people to be overly critical, but there's one or two that you sort of think perhaps perhaps they aren't uh, quite as well set as they could be at this time of the season. And Tom, I'm going to let you start off this time. Who who have you got on your list of teams that are um, not too sure about? Mine, mine's more off the pitch, and I, and I guess I've written in like I, I, anybody who knows me, I, I very struggle with with openly being critical of things or or um, negative about things. But I, I must admit, after after last week's um, council meeting, I'm a bit concerned about Maidenhead United. Yeah. Um, Alan Devonshire obviously always recruits well he he brings players through he they, they send players into the football league which is fantastic but i just i worry that um the the news that braywick uh that the ground move to braywick might just take a little bit of a spring out of their step and knock knock the uh what's the the, the wind from their sails so to speak um I, I must admit that is a that's a that's a concern um and hopefully it doesn't it doesn't sort of venture onto the onto the pitch and i i love i love nothing more than than hearing seeing watching maidenhead beat a side that thinks that york road is a is a cow field or tin pot or any of those things there is nothing i find more uh, more fulfilling on a saturday or a saturday afternoon or a tuesday evening than seeing maidenhead united have beaten or drawn or you know the best way is is grabbing a late win or a late draw against an next football league side of which there are now many in the national league um but i just i just hope that the the news that that um the the the, the sort of the mute the ground move is is so i i'd say positive if I'm, if I'm going to be positive about it is up in the air and i i, I think it's very much um an issue uh, the club needs to move to move forward. I think every every fan who who loves that ground and doesn't want to move also acknowledges that in order to progress, the club needs to move. Um, so I, I, that that concerns me. Yeah, yeah, I probably share those concerns. I think on the pitch, as you mentioned, Dev usually recruits well, but I would say they're sort of they're coming into the start of the season this weekend. They've got a home game against uh, AFC Fylde, who were perhaps. Um, I mean, I guess. Uh, the bookies, at least, would have uh, Maidenhead as one of the teams who might be involved in a, a relegation battle again this season. And uh, I'd say AC Files are probably also going to be in that bracket. So it's a big game to start the season at, at York Road. And um, I think uh, they're going into the, that game currently with only one striker on the books. So I think they 
they still have work to do to get a few players in. But I mean, that's how it how it works for these clubs, you know, uh, the cl- especially a club like Maidenhead, who uh, uh, only um, are not fully professional. One of uh, I think it's well, last season, it was three teams in that league who aren't fully professional. Um now, with a couple coming up, perhaps Oxford City might be uh, also in that bracket. But uh, I think, yeah, they have to wait to see uh, who's available towards the end of the sort of the summer and uh, bring those pe- uh, players in. And I think, um, uh, yeah, they've still got still got work to do. And with quite a big month in terms of uh, fixtures against teams that uh, will be perhaps around them um, this season, I think on the pitch, they've they they need to uh, uh, hit the ground running really so yeah concerns off the pitch slight concerns on the pitch but you know made that have been there before and uh, if there's anyone who can uh, push them through I'm sure it, it is Dev um, yeah anything else to add Abby no I don't think so just kind of echoing what you've both said that hopefully maybe a couple of sign-ins beyond this will be a bit of a welcome distraction away from. The nightmare that is currently the Braywick uh, move. So yeah, just uh, fingers crossed that's uh, that's the way it goes for them instead. Nimby is going to nimby, aren't they? So uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. We might not have a football stadium, but hey, there's three or four dog walkers that will you know be able to use the field <laughs> for, to their heart's content. So that's fine. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, Abby, we'll move on to you. Who are you slightly concerned about this season? Uh, I have gone for Wokingham and Embrook as my Ooh. slight concern for the season. Go on there. Um, mostly because um, I think they got lucky last season, if I'm being really <laughs> honest. <laughs> Genuinely, I think that just that the, the chaos that was the bottom half of the Premier North Division of combined counties was yeah it was chaos so actually they they kind of managed to slip their way out of that that end of season drama um but i think actually more so because they've they've lost Zhao Jardin this this season and yeah. he was the real kind of big hitter for them and actually well i say i say big hitter i'm trying not to be too negative here but i mean he didn't he didn't get past double figures so i think that was a real a struggle for them um him not being able to kind of score more than more than 10 or so um I think there was a couple of other goal scorers for them as well um Sam Mead I think was up there with with a few goals but yeah they just really struggled to find anybody to really hit the back of the net so I think actually the fact that they've lost Jao this season means that they are going to find it a bit tricky and like you say um I think that's going to be an exciting division again. So I think it, it could be a bit of a worry that um, a few teams get left behind. And I'm concerned that Woking and Remember it will be in that, that team that gets left behind. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like well, you agree. <laughs> well, I think one thing that I think they have in their favour this season, and all clubs in that division have in their favour this season, is um, with the restructure of the league that's going on next summer, there'll only be one team going down from all the step five divisions. And so I think that might give some clubs who are in that bracket, like um, uh, who maybe just survived relegation last season, perhaps Hollyport being another one, might give them a little bit of impetus in terms of uh, they can sort of try a few things out with without the huge concern about uh, going going down. You know, it's not two spots. It's not, you know, if, if one club gets detached, there's not still another um, 
uh, spot there to uh, uh, to concern other teams. They might just be able to push up the league, um, well, or try things out and just sort of be a bit more adventurous and perhaps move away from just um, sort of the defensive style that perhaps some teams try and uh, employ to keep them in the division. Um, in terms of what you've said, I don't really disagree with anything that you you've said in particular. Um, they, yeah, Jardim, I think, will be a bit of a loss. Um, he he certainly added uh, added some uh, focal uh, focus for that attack, um, and I haven't yet seen uh, Wokingham in preseason, so I will be looking forward to seeing how they uh, plan to sort of you know get the goals on the board because, like you say, that is a concern for teams at that end of the uh, of the table. Um, yeah, I, they will certainly want to look at in terms of um, in terms of being slightly concerned about are they going to go? I'd still at this point, I'd say they probably won't go down or anything. I don't think they'll be the one team that goes down from that division. It's always there's always one club that's you know it gets into a tailspin and falls down the leagues. <laughs> and uh, and I think uh, Wokingham and Embrook are uh, well run enough that it won't be them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you've said particularly. I just think you know this season they might be all right due to the fact that it's only one team going down. You know. Yeah, I mean they yeah. brought a few players in as well, and like Josh Harris is back from injury as well, and yeah. I think they missed him obviously. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'm just being a bit harsh. <laughs> no, it's an interesting one. I like the uh, I like when you sort of people stray away from the sort of uniform picks and sort of uh, stick their neck out. So, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely be revisiting it at the end of the season if Wokingham <laughs> have been in a, a comfortable mid-table mediocrity all year. Then uh, yeah, we'll be coming back and clipping up that uh, soundbite to uh, <laughs> to hang you out to dry. Nice. Um, I said that I'm uh, away from the uh, the sort of the uniform picks, but I'm going to go with uh, one club that I think uh, everyone's slightly concerned about, and that's uh, Windsor. Uh, Windsor relegated at the end of last season, uh, down from step five into step six. Uh, and that was before we had the news that a new club was forming, Windsor and Eton, um, and they were taking the lease on the stadium at, um, at Stag Meadow. Uh, that left the club Windsor without a ground and uh, communication from the club uh, has been quite sparse. Um, in fact, it's been non-existent ever since. Um, as far as we know, uh, they, well, the manager Mick Woodham left at the end of the season, as far as we know. So we're not quite sure who's in charge uh, in we, terms of playing teams there. We do know that. Um, Go on, sir. It's, a, it's a chap called Diogo, uh, who was uh, a coach with Beaconsfield Town. Um, I was just trying to find his first his surname. Um, he's a he's a Portuguese chap. He's been involved in a couple of Portuguese sides. Um, Diogo Nobre. Um, Diogo Nobre. Okay. Yes. Uh, he what is a UEFA A licensed coach. Um, there, there has been there's been a couple of press releases uh, over the last two weeks from Windsor um, about the ground, about the new manager, uh, and the various bits and pieces that go with that. Um, he yeah. was the first team coach for Casa Pia Atletico Club Portugal, uh, and he was the academy manager at. Pe oh, I'm going to pronounce this terribly, but I'm going to say Pomari United in the Finnish second division. So you know he's 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 been a, he's got some experience in, in various different places. Um, so he's yeah, yeah. he uh, was also involved at Enfield Town and Wingate and Finchley. Right, very interesting. Uh, again, 
um, that's become as part of this uh, link with Beaconsfield Town now because the club has actually moved to ground share over in Beaconsfield. They had it looked like they were being set up to a ground share at Slough Town, but um, that seemed to have fallen through and then has gone through to they're now at Beaconsfield Town. Uh, it's unclear exactly, um, yeah, exactly what they're going to do now. I think there's going to be quite a strong link with Beaconsfield Town. I don't know if that means that they're going to be you know, receiving a lot of uh, their players from the uh, step three side or having a strong link there, which could work out well for them. But at the moment, I think they're, um, you know, sort of a little bit isolated. They've moved away from the um, the town they're supposed to be representing. And there's been, it's, you know, putting it mildly, it's been a summer of turmoil. And uh, yeah, it's, we're yet to see exactly how the club are going to react to that. And obviously coming off the back of a relegation, uh, we're not exactly sure who the uh, who's going to be lining up for them come uh, this Saturday, I guess, when they uh, kick off their league campaign. Uh, Eddie, Tom, you seem like keen to add something to that. Yeah, just from um, just from other people writing in, um, there are there's obvious concerns for Reading Football Club, um, yeah. and that will be across the men and women's team. Uh, I I'd certainly echo those sentiments. Um, but uh, we've we've got a couple of responses around Bimfield as well, which um, n- none of us brought up. But uh, mm. there there have been a, a lot of players depart Binfield, um, a lot of well established players, players that are um, that, have, that have been there a long time. Um, you know they've, they've all signed for various clubs. Um, Liam Gavin, Johnny Denton, um, Joe Gator, to name to name a few. Um, I think, uh, and and obviously we we haven't seen anything to say which players have gone in. So um, yeah, uh, there are understandably a few concerns around Binfield as well. Um, I think all I would say at the end of this this uh, little segment um, before we move on is that uh, anyone sort of listening to this that disagrees, do feel free to get in touch and and let us know why you disagree but also feel free to to kind of pin out comments and stuff and stick them on your your dressing room wall because we would love enough <laughs> more to be the reason that your club actually uh you know is inspired and cracks on just in spite of us absolutely absolutely yeah always looking to uh, inspire and uh help clubs out even if it's uh, through the the negativity of our concern section on the prediction podcast right well um we are going to move on and I'm going to mess up the order a little bit here for you guys, but I'm going to go to Dark Horses next. And I'm going to go to Tom first because I want to watch Abby's reaction when <laughs> his pick doesn't quite meet her definition of Dark Horse. So, well, Hold on, though. I was going to say it's not my definition. It's the Oxford English Dictionary definition. So if ITV would just like to look that up at some point during yeah. the World Cup, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, all, I can, not, all, I, all I can say is in the royal county of Berkshire, nothing from Oxford holds any sway over me. <laughs> Dark Horse has always been one of my bugbears as well. Like during the, <laughs> during the Euros, uh, what was it, 2021, 20, uh, when they were being played, Alan Shearer picked Italy as a Dark Horse. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what are you on about? You know, so uh, yeah. I know where you. I know where you're coming from, Abby. And uh, yeah, but I've also what people quite... mean is they mean underdogs. They yeah. people who they don't think are going to do quite as well as they suddenly do. And actually, that's entirely been thrown out the window of the women's World Cup so far. And I love it. So yeah. there we are. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, your head was in your hands a minute ago, but uh, I'm just waiting for Tom to uh, <laughs> roll out a team here that's going to 
make sure that you uh, put your heads back in your hands again. So go on, Tom. Who have you got as your dark horses? Um, I, I'm going for Slough Town. Slough Town. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, sort of like gritting your teeth. So I think yeah, uh, this I, one I, might I think pass. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I will say apologies, everybody. It has got a smidge louder in the pub at the time. So I'm sat in the nags head in the central centre of Reading. Um, it's got slightly louder. I do apologise. I will mute myself when I finish talking. Um, I'm going to just try and be brief. I just think Slough Town have essentially got everything right this summer um, from from just everything I've seen. Um, they've got, you know, they've got they've got off the pitch. They've got uh, they've been taken over uh, by the A23 group. Um, they have. Uh, they've got the they've got Scott Davis in their manager. He's he's done a great job, uh, I think, at, at bringing in young, hungry players from clubs just below. I know that annoys clubs below when their best players get get pinched, but um, that you know they brought some really good players in, players with real potential, um, and and they've got the fa- I feel like they've got the fan experience right as well. They've got they've got different bits of food vendors and stuff around the place. They've you know they they you know they've. I think realistically they're looking at a thousand people every home game. I'd imagine that's their aim. And I just feel like they've got an awful lot right this summer, whether that translates to on the pitch success. Um, But I would say for me, um, having had a couple of seasons where they've probably just struggled a little bit, I would say they are dark horses for the playoffs. Albeit albeit the playoffs in the National League South goes right down to number to seventh, I think. So, you know, whether that counts or not, I don't know. So yeah, before I give my opinion, Abby, do we are, are we verif- uh, certifying that as a dark horse? Is that acceptable? Or a... no, it is no? not. <laughs> Why not? No, what Tom has done there is he's described a lovely day out on a Saturday afternoon. That is what Tom has done there. You <laughs> is know that not the point? That is that not the point? Really good at telling you loads of information about what's coming up and things like that. So absolutely no, they are not a dark horse. <laughs> I, I, I have the ability to take you out of here. <laughs> Feel I've, free. I'll go and have a lie down just to think about this situation. Fair, I had them on my list, so I, I thought they 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 could go. Okay. Uh, well, I think Rob, you should go next and see if you can do any better. Well, yeah, okay. Slowtown. Uh, just to add to that, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. And I think towards the end of last season, uh, I think the beginning of the season, they were getting maybe 800s. Tendencies were dropping off. But towards the end of last season, they come back up again. I think there was a bit of a feel-good factor, even in the back end of last season at Slough. So I think you're right. They are getting things right off the pitch. And I also like the fact that they got a lot of their signings and their business done quite early in the um, in the. Um, close season and they brought a few players in who are uh, probably going to be key to them again like you said a few that were pinched from Bracknell um, one that's been pinched from Chesham Um, so I think they're going to uh, form the basis of that side and I think it's basically given them a full pre-season together to try and get um, trying to uh, get their team sorted and I think yeah you're right I think they have got pre-season right and I think it might uh, well stand them in good stead uh, coming into the National League season. So, yeah, I'd say outside bet for the... Or, or I'd say a bet for the playoffs. You know, they're going to be uh, top half of the table this year, I think, and in playoff contention. So that's what I'm going for. Uh, do you want to go next, Abby? Because, uh, you know, like I say, I've got a long list. So uh, um, I'm, I'm going to... Depending on what you pick, it might narrow <laughs> down which team fits the criteria. Um, I, I think this is probably a bit of a predictable prediction, but I'm going to go for Windsor and Eton. 
just because we really don't know anything about them right now, apart from obviously they're a new team, they're they're building, they've brought new management in, they're they're playing at Windsor and things like that. But we actually don't really have anything to go off at this point. So um, they just seem like an exciting prospect at this point. So I think that's what that's what puts them as a dark horse because we really don't have anything to go on right now, apart from they've obviously made some signings and things like that. But yeah, they're they're an unknown right now, which is exciting. Mm. I think they've, uh, like you say, they they're one of the teams that um, we'll probably know a bit more about as the season goes on because they are do seem to be quite good at uh, the you know letting people know about uh, information, social media, and uh, good presence there. Um, they've obviously got this uh, ambition to get a thousand people through the door for their first home game, which is on the nineteenth against Burfield. So uh, they're trying to get a thousand people down to Stag Meadow. So. You know, good on them. Uh, that's quite a heavy ambition. I don't know if there's any... Dream big, man. Dream big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, go for it. And uh, I think they've had uh, work days down at Stag Meadow to try and uh, tidy the place up because, you know, over the last few seasons, it has needed... It has started to look a bit tired. But, you know, a lick of paint solves a lot of issues, I think. And uh, they're going to be a, an interesting one to watch. And uh, But they might not have the... Um, Step seven all their own way because there's some good teams down there. You know, Burfield, Finchampstead, they've been they've been around uh, for a few seasons towards the top of that division. And I think, you know, they've got a few players from step six and things like that. But I think they, it, they'll be favourites, but I don't know if they'll have it all their own way. Put it that way. Yeah, I think I think like the Thames Valley, especially that Premier uh, division, it's, it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Sort of outside the top kind of two or three. It's, it's actually quite competitive, I think, really, mm. apart from sort of Yately and Finch running away, like taking it in turns to run away with it. But actually, it is a, a relatively competitive division. So yeah. they can make their stamp and make their mark on it in, in the first first season in, in fruition. Then, yeah, why not? It's, yeah, it just pro- proves that it's, it's going to be an exciting season, definitely. So, yeah, it should be very interesting. I am incredibly excited to see how parish councils react to... <laughs> um, of, I, I, I spoke to a couple of people at Windsor. They suspect they'll take fifty supporters away. I suspect that they are uh, underestimating, um, especially if they start well. Um, I, I'm incredibly excited to see how the local gossip groups react to um, a, a significant away following arriving at their recreation ground or uh, or, or park. I, I think it will be. I think it's going to be quite an experience, and I think that um, I, th- I think a lot of good will come from it um, because I, I think it's always healthy to, for, for some of these clubs in the Thames Valley Premier League to, to look at kind of what's going on, and it, it's very exciting. It raises the profile of that league and that division, and it's exciting for the players. Which you know, as, as Steve Gab always says about says about it, it's the it's the Thames Valley Premier League is for the players. And I think it's really exciting for the players, and whether. Whether, Win- whether, whether Windsor can, can cope with that and that expectation, we'll find out, won't we? But I'm just, I, I'm really excited mostly for the uh, for the reaction of the locals when when a load of people in, in red and green shirts show up at their, their village pub and, and, you know, sort of take it over. I, I, it's almost, it feels a little bit like Wrexham, but for, but for the Thames Valley Premier League. <laughs> Yeah, the Wrexham of the Thames Valley Premier League. <laughs> uh, what a moniker. <laughs> we shall see. Well, yeah, we wish them all the best of luck, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I'm 
very keen to get along to a couple of their games during the season. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be covering them and uh, some of the other teams in the Thames Valley Premier League as well as the season goes on. So, uh, my dark horse pick, and it's a team, hopefully, satisfies you, Abby, because I don't know much about them at all, is uh, Yately United. Now, Yately United, newly promoted from the Thames Valley Premier League into the Caban County's Division 1. Um, they will... Uh, they are very good. Uh, well, they had a very good season last year in terms of a 100% uh, season in the Thames Valley Premier League, getting them promoted. So that's where I think they might fall down on your uh, uh, dark horse uh, criteria because, I mean, they're coming in with a lot of pedigree from the uh, uh, league below. We've seen teams in previous seasons that um, have done quite well coming up from those divisions. Barks County had a, a comfortable mid-table finish a few seasons ago uh, and you know, there's others as well that uh, that in recent years have managed to go up and stay up fairly comfortably. And I think a team with the uh, the season behind them that Yately have uh, will uh, will be, you know, stands them in good stead for a, a strong tilt at the combined counties uh Division One next season, and I'm going to stick my neck out and say they're going to be a promotion contention as well. They'd go for the playoffs. Wow. Okay. <laughs> is that uh, is that acceptable or not? Mm, more acceptable than Slough, but I still don't like it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to try and get to their first ever game in the FA Vars um, uh, towards the end of the month, which will be uh, good fun. And so we'll have a little bit more insight into uh, the club itself. And uh, I've never been to uh, their home grounds, um, Sean Devereux Park. So um, it'll be, yeah, a new visit for me. And we'll, uh, yeah, report back and have a little bit more information as to what's going on there. Just just don't do a Tom and take the wrong turning and end up at Eversley in California instead. <laughs> I'm sure they've got a game on at the same time. So yeah. That was entirely Google Maps' fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Moving on to, off from Dark Horses, let's uh, get rattle through our wild predictions. So, uh, Abby, we'll go with you first. What's your wild prediction for the upcoming season? Um, I'm going to take a nod back to Tom's concerns and say Maidenhead United are getting relegated. Oh, it's a <laughs> negative one. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Um, so, my, yeah, I, just my thinking is obviously I'm piggybacking off the back of Tom saying that the Braywick thing's obviously going to have a bit of a knock on effect. Um, and they're sort of planning to be moving. Um, and then it's kind of up in the air right now. And also, just also on, on your point about signings, I think they've actually only made two signings so far. Um, another goalkeeper, I think, and then another striker, but they also lost Emil Acra as well um, to, to Barrow, I think it was. So, yeah, I think this is going to need a bit of a big turnaround. Um, and obviously, you, you don't want to see a team get relegated. But yeah, I think that is a, a big potential. I think they've potentially been coasting for a couple of seasons and there's only so many times you can... Tom's face right now. I think there's only so many times you could do that before it kind of comes back and bites you so um yeah I, I didn't want it to be a necessarily a, a bad one but here we are i'm here to ruffle some feathers i'm clipping this and throwing you to the wolves do it <laughs> i'm gonna find well, that clip when you said running city were gonna get um promoted last season in that case 
Yeah, but that was a positive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really quickly, Rob, I forgot to do the um, the dark horses uh, from our external contributors. Uh, um, lots of people going for Windsor and Eton. Um, Kimbury Rangers, Dan Walkley says. Um, <laughs> David, who I, I, I think I know who this is, but he's he reckons dark horses woking him and Embrook, which uh, in your face, uh, Abby. Um, <laughs> And uh, Dave Wright, uh, legendary sports reporter Dave Wright, says um, dark horse. He's gone for Roger Herridge as a dark horse to return to a managerial role. I think he's so, got his wild prediction and dark horse the uh, the uh, wrong way around there, Dave Wright. Uh, one seems that seems like a wild prediction to me rather than. Ah, uh, okay, maybe, maybe. Than, yeah, and his uh, dark horse being Ascot to reach the playoffs. So, uh, well, I, don't the, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe both Maybe. world predictions, anyway. Yes. Sorry, we okay. should we should sorry carry on. Um, Go on then, Tom. We'll add your world prediction to my listening. wild prediction uh, is a another Berkshire club to get to Wembley. Um, I must admit, at the end of last season, I wasn't sure where that was going to come from, but um, over the summer, I feel like perhaps um, Reading City or Burnham maybe have the potential i also wonder if hungerford couldn't do something in the trophy so uh yeah who who knows who knows that is a big prediction yeah like i say we were having a discussion about the next potential clubs to get there and yes. yeah we're thinking there wasn't too many contenders but it'd be great to see a cup run in uh, like both of those mm. both of those competitions obviously so uh yeah a trip out to Wendley is always going to be good um my wild prediction is that we're going to have playoff contenders from step or promotion contenders from step two all the way down to step seven. Well, step six, say, because of it, step seven is that they're all Berkshire clubs in the team. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously there's going to be uh, playoff uh, promotion contenders. So I think we've got the uh, opportunity. I think Slough might uh, be outsiders for the uh, playoffs in step two. Both Hungerford, we've already mentioned, and you know Bracknell coming off the back of finishing second last season. I think between those two clubs, we've got a we'll have a contender in at step three. I think it's step four, uh, perhaps as uh, uh, Dave. We've already read out Dave's prediction there, but I think you know Ascot are looking pretty good coming into the division, and we've seen clubs like Binfield and Thatcham before go it up to step four and really thrive. So I, there's no reason why Ascot can't. <clears throat> Step five, we've already spoken about Reading City and uh, Burnham. And I think, you know, there's another couple of clubs. You, well, I think Tadley have got a good chance of getting towards the playoffs, although that division is really uh, <laughs> weighted at the top. And Sandhurst being in there as well. You know, mm. they they did really well at the level below last year. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them have a tilt at promotion. And then at step six, um, we've got uh, a couple of teams, Barks County, who Abby's already mentioned, and Langley as well, I think, yeah. are both going to be good. And I've already mentioned Yateley too, who I think have got a good shot of getting towards the playoffs. So I'd say between those, we're going to have promotion contenders all of those steps. So five steps across those divisions. So that was my wild prediction. Good, good. You want to read any more before we? Uh, uh, yes, wild predictions. We've got some um, <laughs> Reading City to win the league and the Thames Valley Premier League. Um, <laughs> so a, a double. That 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 is insanely wild, given that the the Reading City uh, under twenty three side finished bottom of the Thames Valley Premier League last season. Um, 
that will be really interesting. Ryan Sheehan, understandably, it's Ryan Sheehan that, who's, who's posted that one. Um, I, I think a better season for Reading City under 23s would be would be would be great. Um, Paul Smithson says Windsor and Eaton to get promoted um, and win a cup. Um, what's the cup? So that will be the Barks and Bucks Intermediate or the Senior yeah. Trophy or the um, Berkshire Trophy Centre um, Senior Cup. I presume. Um, Neil Graham says, Reading FC women to get promoted. Uh, and David adds, wild prediction, Hollyport to make the players. We haven't talked much about Hollyport. And I, I don't feel I know too much about what they've been up to. But hopefully, you know, they, they get some very exciting players in there. So you never know. Yeah. I saw them uh, earlier in the season. They had a good win against uh, Tapla United, who were uh, who were the, Tim, uh, the Hellenic League uh, Division to east so uh one of those leagues that uh, there's no promotion from so um yeah a couple of steps below them but they had a comfortable win and looked pretty good so you know they they were hoping i think for a, a mid-table uh, a step on from last season last because the first season they're at step five they finished just above the pl- uh, the relegation zone then last season they uh, survived with a few games in hand and then i think this season they're hoping for another step again mm. so you know Good luck to them, and hopefully they can achieve that one. But talking of something to achieve, uh, what would you like to achieve, Tom, this season? Um, I am going to, over the next season, be spreading the message, the gospel of the club shop. Okay. Um, I would like to see more club shops at football clubs. I appreciate that not everybody has a volunteer that will run a, run a club shop, but I, I was particularly at our, our awards night. Uh, I got to speak to Kay Laffey from... Um, uh, no, hang on. Have I got uh, who's Red Wine Rebel? Is um, Abby? You spoke to Sue Shields from Sue Shields. Sorry, yes. I'm, sorry, Kay Lathy contacted me about the band at the awards tonight, and I've got confused. Um, apologies, Sue and Kay, for for mixing you up. There. I got. I had I had the pleasure of chat, having a good chat with Sue Shields from Slough um, about the club shop and, and all that. And and I think it's a massive missed opportunity for clubs. You know, getting in getting in your kit getting in kits, selling shirts and stuff. Anytime I've been to a ground that has kits for sale or shirts for sale, I've ended up buying one. So I, I, I think that I, I'd like to spread the gospel of the club shop and I'd like to achieve more clubs having a club shop on their match days. Interesting option. Okay, uh, Abby, go on. Over to you. Um, I think I'm just going to be really boring and I'm going to try and tick off as many championship games as possible for Reading women this season. I haven't actually managed an away game yet, I don't think. No, for Reading themselves, I haven't actually managed an away game yet. I've been to a few other grounds elsewhere, but I've not actually seen my own team play away. So, yeah, I'm just going to be super boring and try and tick off some of those championships. There's some nice ones to go to. I'm excited to go to the Dripping Pan. That is, I think, number one on my list of fun places to go to. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to go very bog standard, go and tick off some grounds. I'm going to go very bog standard as well with my uh, something to achieve. Uh, something that I didn't achieve last year, I'd like to get to all the home grounds for all the Berkshire sides. Uh, as we mentioned, we've now got a, approximately 22 from step one to six on, in our uh, football in Berkshire umbrella. And I'm going to get to all the home grounds for all of those teams to make sure I see every single one of them. And uh, yeah. That way I can potentially have a little bit more insight and offer a little bit more knowledge when we come to talk about those teams uh, every week on the pod. So, yeah, that is going to be my my 
something to achieve for the season. And to wrap us up, Tom, why don't you read through anyone else's something to achieve? Uh, Dave Wright would like to report on his fourth final at Wembley. Um, I'm trying to work out what the other ones are. Obviously, he would have done Binfield and he would have done Thatcham. Would he have done Thatcham, I think? Yeah, he probably went Ascot last season as well. Yeah, so, so that's yeah, that three. Ah, oh, right. Yes, of course. So yeah. that, I was making that harder than I, than I, <laughs> than I, than it should have been. Um, Brian Sheehan, obviously, this is a Reading City point of view, a cup run in the FA Cup or FA Vars. Um, Paul Smithson says, aiming to do all the Premier League grounds before he's 50. He's currently only 48, so uh, it's something he wants to accomplish some of those this season. Um, I wouldn't bother. Just go to non-league football. Perhaps he means the Thames Valley Premier League grounds. Ah, oh, he may well. That's <laughs> yes. um, a good point, actually. He may well mean all of the Thames Valley Premier League grounds. So, so that from, he does, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I suppose, you know, Westwood Wanderers through to your, um, goodness me, your Finches to your Burfields. Uh, and I was going to say Raysbury, but they left. It's a train line, isn't it? Basically. Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, Dan said, uh, Tabby Cleaver in the playoffs. Um, Neil Graham says, my new Sunday league team, FC Bracknell Sporting, to finish mid-table in their first season. Um, and David would like to watch 100 games this season. I admire that. Someone who had, can do that. I think I... I, I checked my um, footballogy stats. I did nine games last week. <laughs> wow. Which is which is a, a dreadful turn of events. So, so uh, maybe your something to achieve should be to get into double figures for games. Yes. Season, so. <laughs> <laughs> the weather we is dark here. I don't know if any you can see on this, anybody watching this instead of... Uh, it has got very dark in my tent. Yeah, it's dark here too. I suppose I'm just down the oh, road. Glorious sunshine here. Oh, wow. There we go. Well... As the you know, that's just because we predicted negative things. So uh, you know, yes. the clouds are coming um, across us. Apologies for jumping. I, I, I've just seen um, Kai Walters uh, of Australia fame, and my favourite interview of the entire awards night. Apparently, he's just signed for Hollyport. Yes, he was playing for Hollyport in the preseason. Ah, so he's so he's not going to Australia. I think he is, but I think he's okay. going to. He's playing for Hollyport for a couple of months before he does. So ah, fair enough. That was uh, that was. If anybody hasn't seen it, that was my favourite interview of the entire awards night. Go to the FI Berkshire, the Football in Berkshire YouTube channel, and find that one out. Because poor, poor old Tom, Tom White, our, our mate Tom White, was was chatting away to Kai. Uh, I whispered in his ear that he only scored at Wembley. And it's like, <laughs> it was a great interview. It was Tom is fantastic at, at that, doing stuff on the hoof. Uh, yes, and it was it was a really good one. Indeed. I also set Kai up for that one accidentally because he asked me if he was going to be interviewed and I said, well, only if you win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't very happy with me after that one. I know, I can, just a little bit of behind the scenes information. I I had fully expected everybody who won to be interviewed uh, and I was chatting, chatting to Tom on the night. He thought he sort of said, we've kind of got two hours. What are we, got, what are we going to fill it, fill it with? And he said, just let me know if there's anyone interesting to to talk to as we go through. Um, because he, he was he was worried about sort of finishing too early. And I was worried about going on for too long. And I suppose the difference is that I go on a lot and Tom is very really concise <laughs> with his questioning. Uh, so, yeah, so I started pulling a few people out and uh, here and there and, and Kai was one of them. So I, I apologise to Kai 
but also I don't because it was a great interview. And there were some other really brilliant uh, interviews in there as well. Um, there was a couple uh, of Woodley United interviews in there, which were which were really great. Uh, Nick uh, Nicole Haynes and Fiona Surtees uh, were were excellent. They're, all of these interviews are on our YouTube channel if you go and look at those. Um, it's just a lovely reminiscing evening. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Lovely job indeed. We're talking about going on a lot. We are. I've almost finished my point. Exactly. Yeah, we're almost at the hour mark, so we should wrap it up. Before we go, I think it would be remiss of us not to pick out a, uh, a Berkshire winner in the FA Cup fixtures that are coming up this weekend. Obviously, as we mentioned at the top of the show, the season kicks off um, over the course of the weekend. We have FA Cup games plus games in the uh, the National League, the Southern League, Combined Counties League, all to look forward to. And so... Um, why don't uh, Tom? Why don't you pick out a team that you think? What are the Berkshire sides that you think is going to go through from the FA list of FA Cup games this weekend? Uh, oh dear, um, I am going to go with. Um, I tell you what, I don't know if they'll win, but I think Wokenham and Embrook v Cinderford Town looks like a, a smashing fixture. Um, two sides. Two, two, two good side. Well, you know, certainly Cinderford Town are, are a side that have played higher. Wokenham and Embrook have played higher. Um, if I'm going for a win, um, I think I will go for Reading City at Slimbridge. Reading City at Slimbridge. Abby, who have you got um, to pick out here? I think I'm going to go for Wallingford and Crowmarsh. Um, they're away to Sharpon St Peter. Um, yeah, they had a pretty solid season, uh, very mid-table last year, and Sharpon were one of those teams down, struggling at the bottom. So um, I think Wallingford will be building on on the back of that. And so, yeah, I think Wallingford are going to be, be the ones to win that one. Good, good. Well, I'm going to pick, uh, again, probably similar to Tom, maybe one that... Uh, uh, going on to highlight rather than a guaranteed win, but I'm going to pick Sandhurst Town against VCD Athletic. Sandhurst Town back in the competition after five years, following their promotion uh, from Step 6 last season. Don't know the first thing about VCD Athletic, <laughs> so I can't tell you uh, whose favourites or anything on that, but uh, Sandhurst Town uh, at Bottom Meadow hosting FA Cup uh, football for the first time in five years. That's got to be something good to highlight. So let's yes. let's go with them. Um, Interestingly, none of us went with Ascot United, who clearly, uh, if they don't beat Ascot United, there is something wrong there. Um, you know that, that if ever there was an away banker, then uh, well, I, I don't know. Probably I'd, that one. Oh, hardly looked pretty uh, handy when I saw him in preseason. So yeah, but yeah, but we, you know we're talking different levels. Yeah, true. Well, I'm just talking <laughs> step five against step four, so yeah, it's not a huge difference. But yeah, yeah I, I take but your point. I think it is. All right. I'll in that in that in that particular respect. In order to get this podcast finished, I will take the point. <laughs> uh, well, all the fixtures for all the FA Cup games and all the other uh, Berkshire football uh, fixtures across the weekend are on the website. Just go to footballinberkshire.co.uk and the fixtures slash results page, and you can find a game to go to there. Um, and of course, if you agree or disagree or uh, want to tell us that we've got things completely wrong in any of our predictions so far, please uh, get in contact with us. You can do so via our Facebook, uh, our Twitter, our, what other ones are there? Instagram, threads, 
uh, LinkedIn, uh, email, any of the above, uh, please get online and get in contact. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to know what uh, you think is going to happen uh, this season. But in order to wrap this up now, we'd just like to say thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, we're really looking forward to the new Berkshire football season and we hope you're going to join us all the way um, uh, until May. So from now until then, uh, it's goodbye from me, uh, Rob Davis. It's goodbye from Tom Canning. See ya. It's goodbye from Abby Tysurst. See ya. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps, and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org.